Eagles by eight. Brady lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around. And it's a play. And the game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. at home welcome to the newest episode take the lead it is me the one and only john o'halloran once again ryan couldn't make it but it's okay i still want to bring you guys an episode if you guys want to follow the social media the instagram is john o'halloran 15 the twitter is underbar john underbar o'halloran and the take the lead social media is ttl part of both instagram and twitter um i've got a you know, few things to talk about here but anyways enough of the jibber jabbing Let's get into the episode. And the first thing we're going to talk about is Mike Evans. Uh, Mike Evans, he's, he plans to explore free agency, which I don't blame him. Um, Evans and the Bucks are engaged in contract talks, uh, but he wants to explore his options. Uh, Evans has been with uh, the Bucks since being drafted seventh overall by the Bucks in 2014. He's the first receiver in league history to post 1,000 yards in his uh, first 10 seasons. Um, he completed a five-year uh, contract extension worth $82.5 million signed in 2018. He and the Bucks couldn't agree to a long-term deal prior, uh, uh, prior to the 23 season. Um, he recorded seven nine catches for 1,255 yards and tied uh, Tyree Kill uh, with the league-high uh, 13 touchdowns this past season. Uh, General Manager uh, Jason Litchett uh, highlighted re-signing Evans as a priority earlier this week, saying we want him to be a buck for life. Uh, Tim Bay reportedly wants to retain Evans quarterback Baker Mayfield with both scheduled to become uh, unrestricted free agents on March 13th. Um, in, I mean, it's tough. No, you you can't let a receiver like Mike Evans walk away. I know he's, he's 30 years old now, and as soon as you know, when receivers hit 30 and they get older and older and older, they start to decline. But Mike Evans has shown no signs of declining yet. Uh, Ten straight years at 1,000-yard receiving is just ridiculous. This guy is one of the best receivers in the NFL. You know, when people talk about uh, the best receivers in the league, you know, they say Justin Jefferson. They say CeeDee Lamb. They say Tyree Kill. You don't really see a lot of people bring up Mike Evans. Um, 
Mike Evans is truly one of the best receivers in the league. And if he doesn't go to Tampa Bay, wherever he's going to go, he's going to be you no know, dynamic on that team. He's going to help that offense. And you no, know, Mike Evans said, "No, if you keep me and you keep it, if you keep me and if you can keep, I mean, he, Mike Evans said, if you keep Baker Mayfield, I'll stay." And I see, if, honestly, if the Bucks don't keep Baker Mayfield, I could see Mike Evans, you know, walking away. I could see Mike Evans going elsewhere because you know the the Bucks division, Bucks division is not that strong. You know, Saints are not that good, Falcons are not that good, Panthers are not going to be good for a long time, and the Bucks they probably can continue winning this division for the next few years if you keep both Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans. Um, you know, if he does leave, I, 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 you know, where does he go? You know, there's a lot of teams out there that need a, a wide receivers. You know. And the Commanders, they, you know, if they draft, um, if it's going to be tough what the Commanders do with their pick. Um, if they draft a quarterback, you know, maybe you can, um, yeah, you got to draft a quarterback because Sam Howell's not it. You know, if you draft a quarterback, you know, you can sign, um, you can sign Mike Evans. You know, your number one Mike Evans, your two Terry Lauren, you got a rookie quarterback. It won't be too bad. Um, there's also rumors that the commanders are uh, interested in DeAndre Swift, um, but you no, know, it, it's going to be very interesting where Mike Evans lands if he does not stay in Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay would it would be crazy not to keep him. Like I said, I know he's on um, he's uh, he's 30 now. He's not getting any younger, and he's next few years. He's probably got at least uh, probably I would say Mike Evans probably has at least two or three more years left in the tank. And you no, know, if someone can sign to that three year deal. You know, he's probably can put for the for another two or three, maybe four years. He probably could put up a thousand yards again. Um, but like I said, I think Tim maybe would be crazy not to keep him. Uh, with the Bucks division being so weak, the Bucks could probably continue in that division and probably make the playoffs for the next few year, next few years. I mean, no one no one expected the Bucks to make the playoffs this past season, and what Baker Mayfield did was incredible. And the lead him to the playoffs. Um, I truly think that like. I, I, like I said, I think this, if you keep Mike Evans, you keep Baker Mayfield, you probably will win the, the, win the division the next few years. Um, but, you know, wherever he goes, you know, where, where, wherever he goes, he's obviously going to, you know, be a great fit. Now, I want to look at what teams need, uh, I don't know what to type, maybe best fit for Mike Evans. Um I mean, Chiefs. I mean, I, I, I that'd be nuts. Um, all right, that's not what I wanted. Um, let's try this one. All right, so 
I really couldn't find one. CBS said Tampa Bay, Kansas City. If it says if Mike uh, Evans leaves the Buccaneers, then the Chiefs would be the uh, ideal landing spot to link up with Patrick Holmes, which the Chiefs do need a wide receiver. In 2023, Evans uh, found the foundation of youth when he averaged 16.2 uh, uh, PPR uh, points per game at age 30. He posted his 10th season, like I said, of 1,000 receiving yards. He scored 13 touchdowns, like I said, which was uh, the fifth time in his career. Double-digit scores. Um, like he, No matter where Mike Evans goes, he's going to be a great you know, fit there. Um, but it's just, I don't know. Like The Bucs would be crazy not to keep him. Um, but like I said, no, wherever he's going to go, he's going to be a great fit. Uh, next, we're gonna, I'm going to talk about um, is the Eagle. Eagles released... Uh, uh, Kevin uh, Biard, which I'm, I'm, when I read a lot of you no know, comments on a lot of tweets on Twitter that no he missed a lot of tackles. Um, he you know Eagles acquired from the uh, Titans in October. He uh, exchanged for a 2024 uh, fifth and sixth round pick for uh, as well as uh, Terrell Edmonds. I uh, stood up in ten games for the Eagles in 23, recording one interception, and 75 tackles, which in ten games is really not that bad. 75 tackles. Uh, this gives the Eagles just over 13 million cap space, uh, which the Eagles do need. Um, you know, I don't, I don't mind it. You know, um, but I'm kind of surprised they did release him. I thought they were going to keep him, but you know, saving 13 million is is a very smart move that the Eagles are releasing him. Now they can go out there. Now they can. Uh, Maybe they can bring back. Um, maybe they can bring back. Um, the hell's his name? I just DeAndre Swift, or maybe even with the thirteen million, or if they make more moves, release more players. You know, maybe the Eagles are going to go out there and try to bring in uh, more talent to build around uh, Jalen Hurts and continue to help that defense because that defense was not good last year. And uh, speak about uh, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Nick Sharani said Hertz is going to get better in two, uh, two, uh, 2024. He said, here's what I know about Jalen. Whenever we see uh, that he needs to work uh, on or he sees that he needs to... Uh, let me read this again. Uh, here's what I know about Jalen. Whenever we see that he needs to uh, work on or he sees that he needs to uh, work on, he's going to get better at... Uh, that because he puts everything he has into it, Sharani said uh, at the Tuesday at the NFL Combine. Um, the Eagles, we all know that the Eagles lost six of the final seven games this past season. Uh, got uh, smashed in the uh, wild card uh, game by the Bucks, thirty-two to nine. Hertz was uh, far from the player he had been earlier in the year uh, during the seven-game slide, uh, totaling one thousand uh, six hundred eleven yards with nine touchdowns and six turnovers. Um, but Sharani believes other factors contribute to the Eagles' collapse. He went to say, uh, it's just not Jalen. It's uh, just not me. Uh, we had a fall-off as a team those last six weeks. Uh, I want to say that we all need to get better from Sharani said. Uh, but Jalen's played some really outstanding football. Uh, following the NFL, uh, following the season, Mike uh, Grafello of the NFL Network reported that the Eagles would like Kurtz to be uh, more of a vocal leader next year as veterans Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox are uh, potentially uh, retiring. Um, I'm trying to say uh, this is uh, this is not a book written. Uh, this is not a book written on this. How you lead, uh, people lead in different ways. Uh, one thing I learned early in the leadership is you have to be yourself because you're trying to be somebody you're not when you uh, lead. Uh, that's uh, that gets uh, seen though. Um, you know, I gotta agree. I I I. I I gotta say this. 
Brian Johnson called some of the worst calls I've seen as an offensive coordinator. And hopefully Kellen Moore can fix this Eagles offense. Because the last season the Eagles are two years ago now when the Eagles went to the going to be two years ago when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. That offense was absolutely crazy. What that offense did the year they went to the Super Bowl and they lost to the Chiefs was absolutely crazy. They had one of the best offenses in the NFL. And this past season, this offense was absolutely terrible. It wasn't the same offense. This offense sucked. And I, I play, play calls Brian Johnson was calling. I think that had a lot to do with the uh, Jalen Hurts downfall. And a, a lot of the Eagles' offensive downfall was on a lot of on Brian Johnson, Nick Sharani. And hopefully Nick Sharani will let no Kellen Moore run the offense the way he wants to. Because I like the Kellen Moore hiring. I think it's a great hiring. I think Kellen Moore can help Jalen Hurts. I think Kellen Moore can help this Eagles' offense to get back what it was just a few years ago. Um, but... It just I, I I really hope that no Jalen Hurts can bounce back because I saw a tweet the other day uh, I forget who the guy name was but he said he thinks the Eagles are gonna have a, a a very hard fall this upcoming season like they did the last six games, um, and I've said it before you know I didn't like Jalen Hurts in college I did I just I not was a, I wasn't a fan of his and when they drafted um when they, when the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts back you no know, was it gonna be four years ago now I was disappointed I was mad I was a Carson Wentz guy. You know, when everyone was giving Carson Wentz all the flack, the way he was playing uh, after his injury, I stuck up for Carson Wentz. I was a Carson Wentz guy. I wanted Carson Wentz to be the future. I wanted Carson Wentz to be the guy that was going to bring multiple Super Bowls to Philadelphia. I wanted Carson Wentz to be the, the face of this franchise. And no, his second season, it was looking like Carson Wentz was going to be that. He got injured. And after all those injuries, I tried sticking up for Carson Wentz. And when they drafted Jalen Hurts, I was mad. I wasn't happy about it. And no, the last few years, I've been becoming a Jalen Hurts fan. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, with Kellen Moore coming here, I hope Jalen Hurts can get back to what he was. Because this past season, last six games, you know, he started off good, then he just fell off the last six games. I think a lot had to do that with Jalen Hurts. I think a lot had to do with Brian Johnson. I think a lot had to do with Nick Sharani. And hopefully Jalen Hurts, Nick Sharani, and Kellen Moore can be on the same page, and this offense can get back to, you know, to back to what it was. Um, speaking more about the uh, NFL, uh, the Houston Texans, man, what a season they had. I didn't. I don't think anyone expected them to go 10-7 and make the playoffs. It was the rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. But, you know, the Texans emerged as uh, Saquon Barkley's top destination. Um, he has been, uh, been in communication with uh, C.J. Stroud. Uh, he's uh, slated to be one of the top free agent running backs soft season. The class also includes like Josh Jacobs, Derek Henry, and Austin Eckler. Uh, New York franchise tagged Barkley last year, but reportedly not expected to tag him again. However, general manager Joe Schuen didn't rule out uh, didn't uh, rule out earlier this week. Um, no, he would definitely boost that Texans run ground. Uh, he would definitely boost the uh, Texans run ground attack that field to uh, produce a thousand yard rusher in twenty twenty three. Uh, Devin Singletary, who I don't think is a really good, good, who I don't think is a good running back. I led team with 898 yards after Damian Pierce struggled in his second season, uh, averaging just 2.9 yards per carry. Our Saquon Barkley, just under 1,000, uh, uh, rushed for uh, 962 yards and told to 1,242 yards from scrimmage last year. Uh, he's one year removed from a career high, 1,212 yards on the ground. I don't think it would be a, mad, a bad move for the Texans. You know, bring Saquon Barkley. I know Saquon Barkley has uh, dealt with injuries throughout his career. 
But I think this would be great for the Texans. You know, I don't think Devin Singletary is a good running back. I don't think Demian Pierce is the guy uh, in Houston. But if you can bring in Devin, uh, if you can bring in Saquon Barkley, he's only 27 years old. He's still young. Texans got a good team. Um, again, that's another division is that's weak. If you can bring in Saquon Barkley, I think that's going to improve um, CJ Stroud even more. It's going to help CJ Stroud even more getting a good running back in there. Um, I think we can move for Houston. I really do. You know, this is a team that. This is a team that you know. It, I think it can can improve over the next few years. They're only going to get better and better. And honestly, like I said, I, I don't think any of us expected Houston to go ten and seven. Now you're bringing Saquon Barkley in. That's going to make the team even better. Um, I think it would be a great move, and I I wouldn't mind no seeing Saquon Barkley get out of the uh, getting out of um getting out of the, uh, get away from the Giants. Um, because I just Giants are not a good team. Um. And honestly, I think you no know, Saquon Barkley wants to win. And I know it's crazy saying you no know, going to Houston to win, because um, how do we know that this Texans team would, it could be a one year fluke? But if it's not, he has a chance to go to a team that can win, that can make the playoffs. Um, I don't think I think it'd be a very good move for uh, very good move to bring him in because I don't think those two other running backs are the guy. Uh, speaking one more about the NFL, uh, the Patriots plan to draft the QB at three and bring in a veteran. Um, I think that's very smart. Uh, the Patriots uh, plan will likely mean the end of Mac Jones' time with the team. Adds um, uh, Cameron Gergen and uh, Mark Daniels. Uh, the 2021 first-round pick struggled uh, over the last uh, two seasons following Salzburg. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, following the last two seasons uh, after a solid rookie uh, year. Um, former USC star Caleb Williams, obviously going to be the number one. Uh, Drake Main um, and Jaden Daniels are probably going to be the uh, other top two uh, quarterback prospects the Patriots can take. The commanders are also in the market for a quarterback, so the uh, Patriots seem to be in line to draft whatever uh, passer uh, Washington doesn't. Um, the team does select uh, Daniels and May uh, and demands uh, them uh, ready. Uh, then the rookie would start uh, Roker again and Daniels, but it's a pr uh, process uh, that this uh, new Patriots uh, brass isn't going to uh, rush. Um, I know if this tweet was true that I saw yesterday on Twitter, but they're interested in bringing Joe Flacco, which I don't know. Do you want to bring in Joe Flacco? Um, I mean, I guess you could bring in Joe Flacco. And have uh, no, that's tough to bring in Joe Flacco. Joe, does Joe Flacco want to play again? Um, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be bad. But I mean, I'm not saying Joe Flacco is going to bring this Patriots team to the playoffs, but he did bring this. Um, I mean, that defense, that Browns defense was good. One of the main, main, one of the main reasons why they made the playoffs. But um, I think a smart move. You know, maybe, maybe even bring Kirk Cousins. Because uh, I guess the uh, Falcons are interested in uh, Justin Fields. So if you can't get Justin, if you can't get a Kirk Cousins, don't if the Patriots bring in Kirk Cousins, you know, sign Kirk Cousins to a two-year deal, um, and have no this rookie quarterback learn from Kirk Cousins for the next two years. Have Kirk Cousins start. I don't think it'd be a bad move if the Patriots bring in Kirk Cousins as a veteran quarterback, um, because you know the Patriots are they're they're in a, they're a team that's gonna be rebuilding for a very long time. Probably for the next five years, maybe, 
And if you can bring in a veteran quarterback and have them have this rookie quarterback learn from a veteran quarterback, that's not going to be bad, especially a quarterback like Kirk Cousins. If I'm the Patriots, I go, I, I go get Kirk Cousins, sign Kirk Cousins to a two-year deal. And not only that, if you can go out, because Patriots got a lot of money to spend. You can go sign Kirk Cousins. You maybe go out and sign, oh, it's going to sound crazy, sign Mike Evans. Um, that won't be bad. No, they can no, focus up on that O-line. They can no, fix the they can fix the defense a little bit. Defense is not that bad right now. Um, but I don't think it's a bad move for the Patriots to bring the veteran quarterback and have them, uh, have that rookie quarterback learn. Um, I go with Kirk Cousins. I don't think it would be bad. Um, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he'd be a great fit in New England. Um, I'm what, I mean, what free agent quarterbacks are out there? Let's see this. Uh, like I said, Kirk Cousins wouldn't be bad. Uh, did you bring in Ryan Tannehill uh, just for a year or two? Um, and Joe Flacco. There's really not a lot of good other uh, free agents. There's not not a good lot of other um, veteran QBs out there. I mean, do you want to bring in Jacoby Brissett and have a rookie quarterback learn from him? Um, so if I were to guess, I'm going to say it's going to be either be Joe Flacco they bring in, Kirk Cousins, or Ryan Tannehill. As uh, the three, uh, those three quarterbacks, I could see the Patriots possibly going or uh, going after to be the veteran quarterback. Um, I mean, it could be Carson Wentz, too. I know Carson Wentz, like I said, the injuries. You could probably get Carson Wentz for cheap. I mean, there's not a lot of really other good uh, veteran quarterbacks out there. Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota. I mean, Sam Donald, that's going to be a no. Drew Locke, that's going to be a no. Um, Baker Mayfield won't do. Won't get signed. I mean, you could possibly Gardner Minshew. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater retired. Uh, Tyler Huntley, that's a no. Uh that's really only good veteran quarterbacks out there. I mean, Carson Wentz, like I already said. Um, I don't know. I mean, like I said, only three quarterbacks the Patriots probably could bring in. Could be Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, or um, Joe Flacco is the uh, veteran quarterbacks. I think it's going to be, honestly, I think it's going to be uh, Joe Flacco. Uh, speaking more about the quarterbacks, uh, Russell Wilson said he would love to come back to Broncos. He wanted to say, uh, I am the athlete podcast uh people think uh i'm out there maybe i am but no matter what i would love to go back wilson said uh i committed there and i committed to be there committed to win championships <coughs> i want to win more super bowls there i said i love the city and everything else but you also want to be a place that wants you uh wilson future is denver uh, has looked uh bleak since being benched for the final two games of the 2023 season uh, though head coach Sean Payton said uh, unfailed factors determined Wilson's uh, demo, uh, demotion. Uh, it was presumed that the team sidelined him to avoid injury had to expected offseason release. Uh, the Broncos quarterback said during a podcast that the team intently told him after week eight that he'd be benched for the remainder of the year. If he didn't adjust his injury guarantees, uh, Wilson added that he continued to start after his agent contacted the NFLPA. 
he went to say I didn't I didn't want to set uh, a uh, I didn't want to set a uh, a precedent for players to remove their injury uh, guarantees. Wilson said, there's no uh, way I was going to do that. I also added that Payton later told him that he continued to start with the uh, quarterback should forget the incident. No, uh, nothing uh, like nothing happened. He wanted to say uh, that stood true until a uh, six, week 16 loss to the Patriots that dropped Denver 7-8. and eight. Then he said, uh, that's when he told me he was going to bench me. And I was like, man, we're going, we're, uh, we're just wondering not too long ago, Wilson said. Um, he wanted to say, uh, I would put Denver in number one because uh, I like it uh, here right now. I'd love to be there. You know, I'd love to win. He wanted to say, that's what I came here to do, to win more Super Bowls. If that's not here, uh, though, I go, I, I got to go to a place uh, we were going to win again. Um, the Broncos signed Wilson to a five-year, $242.6 million uh, deal after acquiring him from, in a trade in 2022. His $37 million base salary for 25 becomes guaranteed if he's on the roster on March 17th, which is just uh, 15 days away. Um, I won't be surprised if the... Um, I won't be surprised if the Broncos cut him. You know, um, if I'm the Broncos, I cut him. You know, you can draft J.J. McCarthy because I'm sure J.J. McCarthy will be there uh, by the time your pick comes around. I just, I, I look back, I, I'm not going to lie. When this trade first happened, I thought it was a good trade. I thought it was going to work out well for Denver, but it just hasn't worked out well for Denver. This trade has been absolutely awful. Uh, Seattle won this trade. Seattle, the Seahawks won this trade 100%. Um, I really thought I really thought that the Broncos won this trade, and they haven't. Um, you know, if I'm the Broncos, no, get rid of them because you're not. There's no way you're winning a Super Bowl in Denver. There's no way you're gonna even make the playoffs in Denver. If I'm the Broncos, move on from him. Get somebody else. Get a rookie quarterback. Draft JJ. Draft JJ McCarthy, uh, or draft a different quarterback or can stick with Russell Wilson for the next four years because I just don't think Russell Wilson is going to get any better with the Broncos. You no, know, he's obviously getting older. He's not getting any younger. Um, no, let Russell, let Russell Wilson walk. And if you got to eat the money, eat the money and let him go elsewhere. No, he wants to win more Super Bowls, which I don't think is going to happen, especially not in Denver. Um, but yeah, just... Let him walk. No, I mean, I don't think if you trade him, you're gonna get you're not gonna get anything out of it. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I just if I'm Denver, get rid of him. Um, the experiment didn't work out. You know, you gave it. What did you give it? Two. You gave it what? Two years, and then two years didn't work out. I actually want to see uh, what the uh, Broncos' record was with him. Um. So Russ Wilson is eleven and nineteen with the Broncos. I mean, yeah, I mean eleven and nineteen. No, why keep him? No, get rid of him. No, move on. No, go elsewhere. Let him go elsewhere. I uh, just that's he's just.
Yeah, I mean, I if I'm the Broncos, move on. The experience didn't work out. After seeing that 11-19 record, they benched them the last few games of the season. It's time to move on. Uh, next, we're going to talk about some basketball news. We've only got two stories here. Uh, Russell Westbrook suffers hand fracture and the Clippers win. Um, oh, of course, the sound's not working. I had a video, but it's not working. Anyways, uh, timeline, a, a return a timetable wasn't immediately provided for Westbrook, who played uh, 10 minutes off the bench against the uh, Washington before uh, battling out with uh, six points and assist. Uh, speaking of reporters, uh, post-game Clippers uh, head coach Tom Ron Lewis said he was unsure if uh, Westbrook required surgery. Uh, the Clippers didn't uh, specify when or how uh, Russ Wilson got hurt. However, he uh, grabbed his left hand in apparent discomfort early in the second quarter after attempting to uh, dispose Wizards guard Jordan uh, pull from behind. Um, Westbrook remained in the game after the incident before making way for uh, Paul George at the uh, 8-10 mark. He was then rolled up for many of the contest. Uh, the Clippers... Uh, and the Clippers wretched the second player for just saying a fractured left hand. Uh, Toronto Raptors uh, all-star Scotty Barnes suffered the same injury in the second quarter of his team's loss to the Golden State Warriors. He was also ruled out for the rest of the game. Uh, Westbrook found Rutherford's success since transitioning to the bench role after starting the first 10 games of the season. Entering Friday contest, um, he was averaging 10.5 points, 4.8 rebounds, and 4.2 assists in 47 games as a reserve, during which LA has gone 34 in uh, 13. Uh, quickly stumbled, uh, cl- sorry, climbed up the Western Conference standings. The Clippers were 3-7 and seven in his 10 games then to open up the season as a starter. Um, it's kind of crazy to see that at this point in Russell Westbrook's career that he's coming off the bench. But, um, you know, they start off 3-7 and seven, you know, with him starting the first 10 games, now the 34-13. and 13. I wouldn't say this is a big loss. I mean, 10.5 wins coming off the bench, um, that's pretty damn good. Um, I mean, it's, it's not great. It's good. Um, I mean, that could be a big loss if you miss him for the rest of the season because this guy can come off of the bench, especially in the playoffs when you need him the most. Because I like Russell Westbrook. I like Westbrook. Westbrook. I really do. Um... I mean that that is a, actually that that could be a big loss that could be a big blow for the Clippers because one of the biggest things you need in the NBA is to have a good bench and missing a guy like that come off the bench could hurt the uh, Clippers in the long run especially come especially come time for the playoffs. Um, that that could be, you know what? That actually could be huge for the Clip. That could be huge for that. That could be a big blow for the Clippers. That's a could be a very big loss. Just not for the playoffs. I mean, I know the season's what we got a month left in the season. Not even. Um, that could be a big blow for the Clippers. Not only that, uh, Joel Embiid hopes to return the season for the 76ers. He says it's the same mindset. I feel good. I'm playing uh, Embiid uh, to reporters. Uh, he also declined to offer a timeline on his recovery from a procedure on his left uh, meniscus that was underwent early in February. It was reported at the time that he would be evaluated in four, in, evaluated in four weeks. Uh, he was in line for a second straight MVP this season, averaging 35.3 points, 11.3 rebounds, and 5.7 assists in 34 appearances. Because of his near-month absence, he was... Uh, he will not uh, meet the 65 that requirement for the league's top individual award. Uh, the 76ers have sparted without uh, without him going 4-8 and eight since this article, which was two days ago. Uh, last played against the Warriors on January 30th. Uh, Philadelphia has slipped in the 6th uh, and Western Conference with a 33-25 and 25 record in uh, zero 
and uh, just about 0.5 games ahead of uh, the eighth seed Magic. All right, let's see. So there were four eight at the time of this article. They got smoked by the Celtics, one seventeen to ninety nine. Uh, they beat the uh, Hornets yesterday, which okay, it's the Hornets, one twenty one, one fourteen. Tomorrow they play the Mavericks. Uh, then they play the Nets. That should be a win. The Grizzlies. That should be a win. But you can't say you don't got Joel Embiid. You got the Pelicans. You got the Knicks. Knicks back to back. Well, not Knicks back to back. Then you got the Bucks. That's a huge game. Hornets. You should win that one. Uh, Heat. Uh, that could go fifty fifty. Uh, Suns, that's going to be a tough game. The Lakers, that can go 50-50. Clippers, I guess that can go 50-50. Kings, 50-50. Uh, Clippers again, 50-50. Cavaliers, I guess that's 50-50. Raptors, March 31st, you should win that game. Thunder, that could be a tough game. Heat again, 50-50. Grizzlies should win that game. Spurs, April 7th, you should win that game. Pistons, April 9th, you should win that game. Our April 12th, no, depending where the standings are, against the Magic, that could be a, lot, a very big game for them. And uh, they close the season against the uh, Nets. Um, just like I said about no Russell Westbrook. I mean, I know you can bring Russell Westbrook to Joel Embiid. That's a that's kind of nuts. Um, but um, it, that's huge. You know, they they they. If the Sixers can sneak into the playoffs without Joel Embiid, um, it's gonna be tough without him. You know, it, it's going to be tough without Joel Embiid. It's going to be tough to make the playoffs without him. Um, if he comes back, then they got a great chance in the play, in the playoffs. But if you don't have him, if you make the play, you you're probably going to make the playing term at this point. And if you don't have him, that's even if you make the make the playing tournament. And not having Joel Embiid, you know, it's no, it's tough. No, Sixers are struggling. They don't have their heart and soul of the team. They don't have their captain. They don't have their guy on the court, and they're struggling. I'm kind of surprised during the uh, NBA trade deadline they didn't go they didn't go out and get anybody. I don't know if they really have a lot they can trade on their roster or what they can do, but I'm surprised they didn't go and make they they didn't go out and make a trade for a big man. And I know it's going to be tough to replace Joel Embiid and have a guy filling those shoes until until the time he comes back. But not having Joel Embiid is is huge for the 76ers. And if he doesn't come back, there's no way this team makes the playoffs. And if they do make the playoffs, if they know they just I'd say if they can stay in the sixth at the sixth seed over the next month, um, so if the playoffs would start today, let's say the playoffs would start today, they would play the Knicks. I think they could beat the Knicks, even without Joel Embiid. Unless it sounds, sounds kind of crazy, I think they could beat the Knicks. But let's say if no, they fall to the six seed because right now the Magic are thirty four and twenty six, uh, Sixers are uh, thirty four and twenty five. So let's say over the next few days, Sixers fall to uh, Sixers fall to the six seed. They'll play the Bucks. There's no way you're beating the Bucks without Joel Embiid. Um, Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for the 76ers. But if he can come back, he can be healthy. They got a shot. They, if he doesn't come back, then then you got no shot. Uh, we're going to finish off with some baseball news. Um, I'm going to run some stuff down. Uh, Matt Chapman's finally off the board. Finally off the board as being a free agent. He agrees to a three-year, 
uh, $54 million deal with the San Francisco Giants. He'll earn $20 million this campaign, $18 million next year, and $60 million in 2026. John Amon adds, Chapman spent the last two seasons with the Toronto Blue Jays um, before uh, being uh, after being acquired from the uh, Oakland Athletics. Um, he struggled at the plate for the Blue Jays last season after winning AL Player of the Month in April. Ooh. Uh, Chapman finished the season slashing 243-34-24-17-home-runs-39-double-66-run-score-in-54-runs-batted-in. Finished uh, 87th in print sentence style uh, in stat and stat cast uh, outs above average and racked up 12 defensive runs saved, which is not pretty damn good in 2023. Chapman's familiar with um, new Giants manager Bob Melvin, played for him during his entire five year tenure with the Athletics. I don't think it's a, I mean, I know he struggled, um, but I don't think it's a bad move for the Giants to get a bat in the lineup. Um, I don't think it's a bad move. I mean, I'm kind of surprised he was a free agent for the song. I'm surprised he wasn't uh, signed right away during free agency. But I don't know, maybe people uh, and teams probably looked at the stats and saw how much he struggled throughout the entire season. Um, part main reason why he was unsigned for the song, but I don't think it's a bad move for the Giants. Uh, speaking more about uh, about baseball, I'm going to stay in the Giants division. Uh, Mookie Betts said he wants to be a legend in the game, which, I mean, this dude's already a legend in the game. I mean, this dude's one of the best players in the world. He's one of the best players in the game. Um, so it's kind of crazy for him to say that. I mean, seven-time All-Star, two-time World Series champion, AL MVP, uh, three-time MLB First Team 20, 22, and 23. Uh, six-time uh, Silver Slugger 2016, 2018, 2022, 2023. He's a six-time Gold Glove winner, uh, 16 to 20, and 22. I mean, this dude's already—he already, he already is a legend. Not only that, uh, he's the first player in MLB history to a Most Valuable Player Silver Slugger Gold Glove and Batting Title and World Series all the same season. I mean, this dude, I'm, I'm so fucking pissed the Red Sox traded him. He never wanted to, he's, he was never going to resign with the Red Sox in the first place. And I know I talked about a few years ago in the podcast with Ryan when he said, no, he was going to resign. He wanted to resign. He didn't want to resign. Um, and it sucks. You no, know, it sucks. He don't want to stay with Boston. I really wish he did. I really wish the Red Sox gave him that money. I really wish he stayed with the Red Sox, but there's no way he was ever going to resign with the Red Sox. Anyways, he's went on to say, "I want to be a great when I want to be great uh, when I'm done, which you already are." He says, "I want you to remember not necessarily just a baseball player, but but uh, not necessarily the baseball player, but but Mookie uh, Betts." Uh, Mookie Betts told uh, Ken Rosenthal, "He says I want to be a legend in the game." Betts is on the Hall of Fame path through the first 10 seasons of his career. Um, or like I already said, he's a seven-time All-Star. Uh, Betts focused on being the best player uh, and person he can be uh, as a way to uh, make his mark. He went to say, wanted to say, um, when it comes my way, I'm just going to try to be the best player no matter uh, what Betts said. If it's sitting on the bench, I want to be the best cheerleader. Um, whatever it is, I think <clears throat> I can do that. Uh, he wanted to say, I feel like... Uh, I'll create some type of uh, legacy I can uh, leave. Betts had the best season with the Dodgers in 2023. <coughs> uh, 
assuming a 8.3 FWAR while hitting 307, 39 home runs, 126 runs scored, 107 runs batted in. Um, I mean, this team is obviously one of the favorites to win the World Series. Again, they added uh, Shoya Itani, Yushi Yamani Yamato. Um, He says, "Uh, we've been to the playoffs so many times and haven't come through, Betts said. We've gotten one, but uh, one for nine or ten is not very good in our sport. Um, he's already one of the, you know, Mookie Betts is one of the best players to ever play the game. I know you, you can argue with all you want. Look at his resume. He's already accomplished a crap load. If Mookie Betts retires after this season, he's making the Hall of Fame. He's probably going to make the All-Star team again. And if he does make the All-Star team again, if he does retire, which I don't think he will, you know, he'd be an eight-time All-Star. No, two-time World Series champion, AL MVP. This guy is one of the best players to ever play the game. And I, I, I'm to the day, I'm going to take this to the I'm, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take this. I can't think of the saying. I'm going to take it to the day I go to my grave. I guess that I wish the Red Sox never traded him. But like I said, I don't think he wanted to be in Boston. I think he wanted to be out. Of Bo- I think he wanted to be out of Boston. He, there was no way he was ever going to raise time with the Red Sox, like he said. Like he, even when he said, oh, "I wanted to be there. I didn't want to stay there." No, you didn't. You wanted to be out of Boston. You, you didn't want anything to do with Boston. And if he did want to stay, it sucks. The Red Sox didn't want to do him. It sucks. At that time, the Red Sox were shifting to a team that wasn't going to go out and spend money. Um, speaking more about the Red Sox, they signed Cedric Crone to a minor league deal. Uh, if he makes the team, he will earn two million base salary in 2024 and could collect another 500,000 foreign bases, according to Alex Beer of the Boston Globe. Um, he hit 254, 295, 434 with 12 home runs and 37 runs batting over 71 games split between the Rockies and Angels last season. Um, that production was a step back from his uh, consistent power over previous five seasons from 2018 to 2022. He averaged 23 round trippers last uh, trippers a season, including uh, career high 30 in 2018. Um, I remember, I think it was two years ago that the Red Sox were interested in getting him in a trade, and it never happened. I mean, I think the Red Sox, I mean, I think, you know, he definitely has been struggling, and I, um, I think it's a few years too late that the Red Sox got him. Um, I remember a few years ago, I think it was more than a few years ago, I think it was 2016 it was, he went 6-for-6 uh, six six with uh, two home runs in a game against Red Sox and Fenway. Um, I saw his stats, his career stats at Fenway, I don't remember all of them, I know he has like six career home runs at Fenway. Um, but I mean, I guess it's a bat if he makes a team. I don't much. I don't know much how much power he has left. I mean, he's been declining, but I mean, it's a bat. You get in the lineup. It helps your offense, I guess. I mean, if, I don't think it's a bad move. Um, but speaking more about the Red Sox, which uh, I saw this, I don't think it's true at all. Uh, Alex Cora said Red Sox met with Jordan Montgomery. Larry Montgomery would uh, represent a big upgrade for the rotation. That's uh, projected future. Luke Schiolito, Nick Pavetta, Brian Bell, and Cutter Crawford, and Tanner Houck to begin the season. Um, you bring in Jordan Montgomery. You bring Jordan Montgomery, which I don't think they will. Um, you can have Montgomery at your one, uh, two, Lucas Giolito, uh, Brian Bello at your three, Nick Vetta at your four, and maybe Cutter Crawford at your five. I mean, you just I don't know. It's a shitty pitch rotation. Uh, Cora said we're working hard towards that. When we asked about improving this team's uh, starting pitching, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. 
It doesn't happen, uh, but we've been working hard the whole uh, offseason. It's uh, not a lack of trying, I'm telling you. A lot of meeting long conversations. Uh, Jordan Montgomery definitely will be uh, Red Sox number one. Uh, Sarah Arthur, a 3.20 ERA with a 1.19 WHIP and 166 strikeouts over combined 188 two-third innings between the Cardinals and Rangers. Uh, he helped the Rangers win the World Series, uh, serving uh, only 10 earned runs over 31 innings in the postseason. Uh, I talked about last week, uh, Red Sox, uh, both Red Sox, uh, Rafael Devers and Kelly Jensen have urged the club to add more talent to the team's uh, roster before opening day. In particular, Devers said uh, the front office knows what we need. Um, Red Sox rotation finished 10th in American League with uh, F. WAR last season and route to missing the playoffs for the third time in uh, the last four years. Look, I know a lot of people that listen to this podcast. There's like two people that listen to it, one at most. Um, I don't know. No one in the Red Sox organization listens to this. And if you do, you're probably not going to listen to a guy like me. If I'm the Red Sox and I've said this time after time again, I know you don't want to spend the money, but if I'm the Red Sox, Sign Blake Snell because I'm gonna talk about Blake. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna talk about Blake Snell right now. Blake Snell said um he's willing to sign a short term deal with opt outs. Let's say you sign Blake Snell, short deal. He doesn't care about the obviously does. He just wants to play, uh, and it sounds like he doesn't care how much money he makes. I mean, he probably does. If you sign Blake Snell, you sign Jordan Montgomery. Number one, you sign Montgomery. Number two, Blake Snell. Number three, Lucas Gioletto. And I, I'm sure, I mean, I know Lucas Gioletto wasn't the same pitcher like he used to be. Number four can be Brian, uh, Byron Bello. And five, Cutter Crawford. Cutter Crawford uh, has shown some sign of improvements. Um, Brian Bello has shown a very good signs that he could be a very decent starting pitcher for the Red Sox. That wouldn't be a bad starting rotation if you can sign you know, Blake Snell and Jordan Montgomery. And if you do that, you're going to make the fans happy. You're going to make your players happy. Because if you're a team, I know if you're a team and you're not going out and improving your team, players are going to start saying, okay, if this team's not going to improve, I don't want to be here. And Red Sox should be a team that always go out, that always go out and spend money. Um, he's so uh, Blake Snell is willing uh, to do a short-term deal, uh, similar to a three-year, eighty million uh, pack that Cody uh, Bellinger signed with the uh, Cubs last weekend. Which obviously Red Sox not going to do that. Uh, Bellinger's contract includes an opt-out if they are each of the first two seasons. Uh, he'll make thirty million in twenty twenty-four. The Yankees are believed to have an offer on the table for Snell. However, it's not known if it's the same six-year, one hundred fifty million uh, contract that the club reportedly. Uh, Signed um, Marcus Stroman to mid-January. A uh, short-term deal at the high-level average annually isn't ideal for uh, New York. Um, so the Giants are reportedly still in contention to sign uh, Blake Snell. Um, no, I mean, $80 million, I mean, that's a lot of money. I know the Red Sox, I mean, it's not a lot. I mean, it is a lot of money. But the Red Sox, they don't want to do that. They don't want to prove this team. And they used to always go out. They used to always go out and they would spend money. You know, if the Red Sox can, um, like I said, the Red Sox can sign Jordan Montgomery and just say, fuck it, let's spend the money. On uh, Blake Snell. Let's spend the money on Jordan Montgomery. Our team is frustrated that we're not going out there and doing anything. Our fans are frustrated we're not going out there and doing anything. It's going to come to a point where John Henry and all these freaking guys in the office are going to be looking around Fenway during the game and saying, man, this place is empty. 
this place is uh, 75% full, 80% full. This place is to be jammed, this place is to be rocking, and it's going to come time where it's going to go down to, you know, 65% full. You know, people are not going to go want to watch the Red Sox suck pond water for the next five years. And fans are going to show it by not showing up. And you're going to be forced to go out and do what you used to do and go sign people. And if I'm the Red Sox, I would try to go sign Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell. If you got to you know, give both guys you know, the boatload of money, then just do it. Because Blake Snell said he was such a short-term deal with an opt-out. You know, let's see if he does opt-out. Okay, he opts out. But let's say if you sign those two guys, and let's say somehow, some way, the Red Sox make the wild card, then no Blake Snell's gonna say, "All right, and we prove that we made the wild card." Let me say another season, and let's say you know the Red Sox next season. I know I'm living in Fantasy Island right now. Let's say the Red Sox don't make it to division series. By no signing more players for next season to prove the team. It's just very frustrating being a Red Sox fan, not seeing this team you know, go and try to you know, compete and sign. And speaking of Aquad Ballinger, like I said, he struck a three-year deal reported with $80 million. Um, He's a reigning NL, uh, comeback player of the year. Swatted 26 homers, produced 97 runs, run batted in, make, uh, making a return... Um, to promise since the uh, former MVP posted uh, 307, 356, 525 slash nine for the Cubs. Um, he joined the Cubs on a one-year $17.5 million deal last year. Uh, he was reportedly seeking $200 million contract this offseason, though we owned uh, agent uh, Scott Boris. Cubs owner uh, Tim Arrica said Monday that the club uh, was still in contact with the slugger, but added that the talks hadn't reached negation press uh, phase. Um Not a bad move for the Cubs. I mean, he pretty much, last season, he pretty much, you know, showed promises what he used to be. Um, not a bad move for the Cubs. Uh, but anyways, guys, for people who listen to this podcast, I mean, whoever's still listening this far, thank you so much for listening. And I'm, I'm still hoping one day that this thing will take off for me. Whatever I got to do to get there, I hope it happens. Anyways, guys, I hope you guys have a fantastic day. And don't forget to take care and spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it.